0: I'm excited. We are in week two of Stranger Things, and uh, I'm excited because we're talking about making our relationship with Jesus to where it's not strange, but it's attractive to other people. Amen? Because that's what our relationship with, with Jesus should make a difference, not just in our life, but in everyone else's life around us, right? And so I thought to myself, what better person to come and communicate how to attractively show God's love to people than a missionary. So tonight I've invited one of my friends. He is a missionary in Bethlehem. He reaches out to uh, Muslims and people who are far from Jesus. And he loves on them with strategy, with purpose, and with effectiveness. His name is Pastor Jonathan Borden. And I want you to give him a warm, real-life welcome. Give it up to our missionary to Bethlehem.
1: Hey hey guys, how's it going good? Alright, like you said, I live in, uh, work in Bethlehem in Israel, and uh, how'd we get over there? I lost a bet. No, I'm kidding. Y'all laugh, please. Thank you. He said an attractive message. Uh, I'm not attractive in any way, shape, or form, so uh, we're going to have a good time. Now, we had an uh-oh moment in our life about six years ago. You ever had an uh-oh moment? If something ever happened in your life and you went, oh and you looked up at God, and you said, God, what is happening? Right? Aren't you glad that God don't look down from heaven like this? Oh, my God, I don't know. Brother, you better run. Now, God God, listen, God, ain't asking me to run anywhere, maybe to the bathroom, but that's about it. So God, in his infinite wisdom, called this redneck to go to Israel and work at, at, at a high school. So I'm actually, I went over to be the PE teacher. I said, teacher, you bunch of jerks. I didn't say I took P.E. Muhammad, go get me a sandwich and a Coke. Muhammad gets an A plus in P.E. So, I ah, know, right? It's funny. But it's true I actually did that. Anyway, and I was going over just to do that and, and, and to lead a Bible study. And, and what happened was, see, see, what happened was they needed some help. And before God called me out of it, I was going to be a math teacher and so they needed an Algebra 1 teacher. And just so you know, it doesn't matter where you go in the world, nobody understands algebra. I mean, it's, hey, I got an A man from a sister X X plus two doesn't equal a number. Doesn't make any sense. So I became the Algebra 1 teacher. I became the high school basketball coach for the boys and girls. I started the junior high basketball program for boys and girls. I became the athletic director. Uh, after school Bible study director, and I led worship for the international church we had going on there in Jerusalem. Somebody say, oh, me. Yeah, so some of you, a lot of you uh, ministry students, when you look up and you pray, and you're like, God, anywhere you want me to go, anything you want me to do, I'll do. Get ready. So he called us over there, and we've lived and worked over there for the past five years. In the last two years, I've actually worked in Bethlehem. I'm actually the principal of a high school <laughs> i i don't I don't teach english at all i said don't worry don't worry uh but but I've been over there and I was the discipleship coordinator over there and did a lot of the same things and 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 we work with uh Palestinians we work with Palestinian christians and muslims and and we talk about Jesus if I say jesus is cool we'll find out we'll find out so so when uh pastor pastor Crystal called me, and and he texted me, actually, I was on the road, and he said, hey, would you come talk about stranger things? You know, I kind of knew what he wanted, and and we're going to talk about the strange thing that is when we share our faith with others, and how to make that attractive, because a lot of times we start sharing our faith, and and, and, and we don't know what we're saying or don't know what we're doing, and uh, my first point tonight is, and I'll just go ahead and get into this so I can get y'all home, because everybody wants to go home and eat a cheeseburger, hallelujah, Number one, we've got to have the right passion. We've got to have the right passion. I I wore this. I wore this Alabama shirt, roll tied. What? Hang on. Jealousy doesn't become you, Georgia fans. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 wear them black jerseys one more time. Death shrouds. We'll put you in the grave again, baby. Come on, get some. Roll time, baby. What? I don't care. The priest don't have it last week, and he's not going. All right, so now I'm passionate about Alabama football. And we're all passionate about a lot of things in our life, And, 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 and we talk about them. Listen, man, have you ever met a vegetarian? I, now, listen, I'm not, I don't want to rip on you. If you are one, don't haul anything out. But to me, a vegetarian, a vegetarian makes no sense. I just, I, just, I, just I just don't eat meat. I think it's killing animals. Well, of course it's killing animals. If not, you're eating a live animal, and that's gross. Man, you've never had a cheeseburger, baby. Man, to me, hey, how about this? Bacon-wrapped anything, right? Listen, you can wrap toe jam around bacon, and you're going to go, it's got bacon. Vegetarians, but, but a vegetarian will talk you down and talk about you and be passionate about it, will they not? Oh, I don't eat meat. Blah, 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 and all those words. And I'm like, whatever, you order a double cheeseburger, and I'll eat that and mine. I don't know why I'm fat, actually. I, actually, I do know why I'm fat. I love food, and I hate to exercise, so that's kind of the way it goes. <laughs> I've actually lost 45 pounds. Yes. Yes, yes, everybody, I was a planet, Janet. I was humongous. I. I couldn't scratch. I want to You know. So so I've been on a big diet, so I miss food. But anyway, they passed it in Acts 28. Acts 28. This is this is one of the missionary's favorite verses. Acts 28-28 says this. It's Paul speaking, and he's in jail. They've uh, they've imprisoned him for preaching the gospel, and and uh, he he got sent to Rome and he says, Therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will Listen, for two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who came to him, and he proclaimed the kingdom of God, and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness, without hindrance. Listen, the man was in jail. He was in jail, and he was still talking about Jesus. I, I, listen, if I were in jail, I'd be talking about get me out, Right? I'll be worried about, why'd you put me here, and it ain't fair, and I didn't do nothing wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And he preaches Jesus for two whole years under house arrest. And he preached it with all boldness, knowing, knowing that he could be put to death because of it. Now, that's boldness. Now, listen, listen, that's somebody that's passionate about something. That's somebody that's got a passion about, about something that's real inside of his life. And listen, if it's real to you, it's going to be real to somebody else. And the reason a lot of you don't have a passion for Jesus Christ is because he's not real to you. The rest of you will catch up. We'll have an altar call in a minute. Listen, he's not real to you. Hey, look, man, it's all good and sexy to come, up, to, come to real life where, set a what are you going to do tomorrow? Huh? What, what are you going to do, do when somebody gets on your nerves? What are you going to do when you go home and you cut on your computer? Let me see your search engine. Let me, let me see your search history on your computers, boys. Woo, woo! Girls, let me see your text message about Susie blah, blah, blah. I hate that girl. I hope she dies. See, See, it's all—it's all good. It's all good right here and right now when the air conditioning's on. But what happens when we hit the road and tomorrow, and, and, and when persecution does come? Because we are saying, you know, here here in the states, everybody's like, "Oh, we're under persecution," and they won't let us. Listen, there ain't nothing you can't do in America as a Christian. Not a thing. But let's go overseas. Let's take you to, to the part of the world where I come from. Let's talk about let's talk about Christians that have been killed and beheaded and, and put in jail. And they're still passionate about their Savior. They don't give up, even to the point of death. The disciples were passionate about Jesus Christ. Paul, if you go through and read in Acts and all through, through, through the, the New Testament, Paul's talking about he was shipwrecked and beaten and left for dead in Lystra. He was snake bit. Listen, let me tell y'all something. I get shipwrecked one time. I'm not going back that same route. You know what I'm saying? I'm driving. I'm not getting back on another boat. I'm going to find another way. But he was passionate about there was something that happened on the inside of him. There was something that was going on that made it real. And listen, people were converted and, and, and came to the Lord because of what they said. And every disciple, save one, died a martyr's death. And John the Revelator was boiled in oil and still lived for Jesus. You've got to be passionate to share your message. Listen, if you're passionate about it, people are going to stop and listen. Have you ever seen an argument in Walmart? Right? What's happening? Man, that girl about to go crazy. I'm going to get my phone up on that junk right there. Huh? It'll be on Facebook in about 13 seconds. Huh? What happened? I tell you what, woman, I ain't paying $14 tonight. It said $7 back there. Right? And what does everybody do? We're going to stop and look. And if you're passionate about what you're saying, then people are going to listen to what you say. But in America, our passions are are out out of whack. We're passionate about the wrong things. We're sleepy in a noisy room full of lost people. Listen, the world's going to hell fast. You all go to school. I ain't telling you nothing. It's going to hell fast, and we're passionate about the wrong things. Man, we're passionate about... uh, Passionate about being a homosexual. Passionate about being not a homosexual, but sexually active. Listen, our passions are misguided. And the world's going to hell because we, as Christians, have the answer. And we sit on it. And we're scared. Or, what are they going to think about me? Let me tell you something. Now, I grew up in a little old town in, in Alabama. Can't tell, can you? And I was worried about the, I think we graduated as the largest class that ever graduated from that school. We graduated 112 kids. I knew every one of them. Now, I grew up in church, and I was too scared about what everybody would think about me. Now, that was four years of my high school, nine till 11, 12. I mean, I cut a swath. I was living for the devil, digging a hole. It was just an idiot. But every night I went home, and I knew I was doing wrong. Let me tell you how many of those people I've seen since I've graduated. There, I told you. I live four years worried about people that would never, ever be a part. If it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't even know where anybody was anymore. And we're worried about if I'm going to be popular or if I'm going to be liked. And listen, I get it. We all want to be liked. But we need to be loved by Jesus, and we need to love Jesus more than we want to be liked. Amen? Number two, and I'm going to hurry. You got to have the right priority you got to have the right priority. The message is repent. We've got a lot of churches today that that say come to Jesus and he's going to make everything rosy and awesome and you're going to get a lot of money. And we wrap up the the American dream around the salvation of Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that everything's going to be rosy. Hey, John, has your life been just kicks and giggles since you've come to the Lord? Huh? No. Have you had persecution Have things happened? Listen, we got a lot of people say, come to Jesus and everything will be all right. Well, how about when you go home it's not all right and your parents are still divorced and your dad's still an alcoholic and you're still getting abused? What are you going to hold on to? Listen, we've got to hold on to Jesus. Hey, hey, if you think your life is rough, Jesus, the Son of God, was beat to death. So don't think that persecution won't come your way, but... Even Paul, when Paul prayed, he prayed one time. He's asking. He had a thorn in his flesh. He prayed and prayed and prayed three times. He said, but your grace is sufficient for me. Our priority needs to be the cross, the message of the cross. Amen? So in Luke 19, there's a story about Zacchaeus. How many you know the story of Zacchaeus, the wee little man? Yeah, y'all know that story? So Moray was up in a tree, and Jesus said, Jordan, come down. <laughs> Ah, I crack myself up sometimes. <laughs> and a wee little man was he? He was in the sycamore tree, and in Luke 19, Jesus says, Come down. Now, you got to understand, Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and everybody hated him. He was a turncoat. He was, he was a traitor, and he took everybody's money. He took that money and sent it to Rome, and he took too much money. And he came down, and he talked to him. His priority was, but Jesus said, I have come to seek and save that which was lost. All the religious people are talking about Then, What are you doing eating with that guy? He's a jerk. You don't know that? Yeah, I know it, but he needs Jesus. I've come to seek and save that which was lost. Our priority needs to be to seek and save that which was lost. Acts 1 and 8. Acts 1 and 8 where where Jesus is fixing to go back up into heaven. He's he's done. He's he's making the ascension up. And they look to Jesus and they say, Jesus, when are you going to fix Jerusalem? When are you going to give Israel their country back? When are you going to whoop up on them Romans' heads and get them out of here? And Jesus said, it ain't time for you to know it. it. really doesn't matter. Go preach the gospel. Go preach in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. See, we're worried too much about politics in the United States. we worry too much about who's going to get what. And, and, and as a church, and sometimes we think we're going to elect a national pastor. That don't happen. That's not what God calls to do. Our priority is to go preach the gospel. Go tell others about Jesus. But we're too selfish. We're selfish in our own needs. We're selfish in our, own, in our own wants. The priority needs to be souls. The priority needs to be not what's good for me at this moment, what makes me feel good, but our priority needs to be, hey, it's about souls for the kingdom. It's not about being popular. It's not about being liked. Number three. Well, let me say this. Charles Spurgeon, did we get that up? Uh, Charles, Charles Spurgeon said this, If sinners will be damned, at least let them leap into hell over our bodies, and if they perish, let them perish with our arms around their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. Number three, and I'm going to get, and I'll be done. The right presentation. Now this is where things get strange in the church world sometimes. The right presentation. See, see, in, in, in the church world we have what's called Christianese. I don't know if you've ever met them. I. I I travel around, I meet a lot of guys, and listen, I, God love them, but a lot of times you'll talk to somebody that's saved or at a church, and they're like, bless God, hallelujah. I'm blessed going in and blessed going out. Glory be to God, and I'm just telling you right now that the Holy Spirit's leading me, and I'm sanctified by the power of Jesus Man, if you talk like that me in Walmart, right? You're just going to look at that dude and be like, what? I don't even make any kind of sense. What are you saying? So we get a lot of Christianese. When I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord, and I thought I was supposed to dress like somebody else, so I was going to dress like everybody in the church. So I put on a tie, tucked in my shirt. Yeah, I look like a fat guy getting choked with a tie. That's exactly what I look like. And I, you listen, now I worship. I worship pretty loud. I, listen, I don't even do this. Y'all can hear me in the back. So it ain't no secret that I can get loud. I mean, I was singing in the church choir, and they told me to be quiet. I drowned out a 30-member choir. I know it's easy to know, but. So I'm going through, and I'm coming into into my own, and then God says, Hey, look, I didn't save you to be them. I saved you to be you. I want you to be you. And listen, when God saves you, he doesn't want you to be somebody else. He wants you to be a saved version of you. God loves you the way you are. He loves your personality. He loves your talents. He loves the way you look. Amen. But he wants a saved version of you. Cool thing about Jesus is Jesus, he talked religious but not. John, John 4 talks about the woman at the well. And Jesus was going through Samaria, and, and they hated the Samaritans. And listen, you've got to understand, it wasn't no Alabama-Auburn thing. I mean, I I, I I drive through Auburn. I mean, I've ate it. He, uh, what, Cheeburger, Cheeburger, there's a great, listen, there's a great place at Auburn to eat. Let me get passionate for one minute. You can get a, like, two-pound hamburger. Glory be to God. And if you eat it all, it's like five, is it a five-pounder? Like, the half is half. You get your picture on the wall. I got my picture up there four times, man. I'm telling you what. You think you could eat all that? Yeah, you better bring some fries and a big old Coke, and I'm going to eat what's left on her plate. I mean, that junk was good. So Jesus sees this woman at the well, this Samaritan woman, and he wasn't even supposed to go there, and he's not really even supposed to talk to her, and he sits down, and, and she goes, and she goes at the noon of the day, and, and he asks her, he says, hey, give me a drink of water. She's like, what are you doing talking to me? And basically, he just starts having a conversation with her, and just point, and, then, and then the Holy Spirit revealed to him that she'd been married five times, and the dude she's living with now is not her husband. Now, I don't care what kind of time you live in, that woman had a name in town. Y'all know what's up. They were talking about her, but here's Jesus talking to her. And here's Jesus being real with her. And then then she gets saved. I mean, basically, she goes back and and everybody in the village gets saved. Why? Because he met her where she was. He didn't use funny Christian words. He talked to her about what was going on in her life. And a lot of you have friends with that's just junk going on in their life. When I was down in Moultrie, I was down in Moultrie and and I would go eat eat lunch with students and, and hang out with them. There was this guy that that was, well, he was homosexual. And that wasn't a common thing down in South Georgia. And I looked, and I said, hey, uh, why don't we invite, you know, such, a, I can't even remember his name, why don't we invite him to church? And they're like, Pastor Jonathan, he's a homosexual. I'm like, yeah, invite him to church. Pastor Jonathan, he's a homosexual. I'm like, Okay. Then let's go sit with him and talk to him, invite him. Like, I didn't know what homosexual was, so they broke it down for the idiot, right? Pastor Jonathan, he's gay. I'm like, look, guys, you're not going to catch it. It's not going to jump off on you. And the Bible says we were all born into sin. And if we have the answer, right? If we have the answer, then we need to find those that don't. September 11, 2001, there was a lot of people with a lot of passion came over and flew some planes into some buildings in the United States, and they were more passionate about their religion than we were about ours. Every day, over it's like 2,300 something Muslims go to hell every day because we're not passionate enough about our message. Because we're not being real enough to go to them. Because our priorities are out of whack. What was our priority at the time? We're going to get them back. How many of you have up in the South? Anybody? Somebody, hit, somebody talk about your mama. What are you going to do? I'm going to dot them in their eyes what I'm going to do. I say, I wish he would. I wish he would. But Jesus says, now listen, why do we care about the loss? Why do we care? Matthew 5, 43, Jesus says, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I'm telling you to love your enemy. Love the one that's trying to kill you. Love the one that's trying to destroy you. Since 2015, January 1, 2015, we've seen over 5,000 Muslims come to the Lord in the West Bank. 80% of whom are Hamas members. And all I hear now, Pastor Jonathan, is, oh, what are we going to do about ISIS? Oh, terrorists, what do we do? Lead them to Jesus. Listen, the world—listen, your world is separated. And we are divided because of hate and because, because we don't care because we don't have the love of Jesus. And we don't know how to talk to people. we got Black Lives Matter and White Lives Matter. And we don't want Mexicans and keep the Muslims out. And we're all divided. When Jesus says, love everybody, it doesn't matter if they were mean to you. When Jesus is hanging on a cross for your sins, when he was beat to death and put up there naked for your sins, he didn't look at the Roman soldiers. He didn't look at the Jewish religious people that put him there and said, God, kill Him," Because that's what we say. When you see something happen on the news and you see somebody, oh, well, that terrorist got what he deserved. You better be glad you didn't get what you deserved. How many of you were not saved before you got saved? Anybody? Yeah, exactly. We were all deserving death being an enemy of God. See, we've got to be real. Listen, listen the strange thing is, to make this thing attractive is you've got to be in love with Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the list. And yeah, we're going to be weird to the world, but we're not going to be weird in heaven. And to make this thing attractive is you've got to be real. Listen, he was just real with that woman. He goes on, and then then in Luke chapter 10, there's a good Samaritan. He says, just do good for everybody. Two Fridays ago, I spoke at a mosque because I said hi to a Muslim. And he invited me to come and hang out with their group and hang out with their family and with the whole mosque. And I was there for the whole time. I was there for over three hours. And then I was able to address the whole congregation. And I talked about, blessed is the peacemaker, for he's going to be a son of God. And how we need to learn, because Jesus said, now listen, I talked about Jesus. I didn't give an altar call, I didn't, but I mentioned Jesus' name. And then I talked about the Good Samaritan and how the world is divided and we need to come together. What's that going to do for me? That's going to open up conversations. Because I'm passionate about who I know. I'm passionate about Jesus Christ. I'm passionate about sharing this message. And I was just as passionate when I was in Merka as I am as a missionary. It's funny. Go ahead and laugh. But we've got to be passionate now. Because if you think, well, I'm going to be passionate later, let me tell you what. You're not going to be. If you're not passionate about Jesus now, your friend may die and go to hell. You are not promised tomorrow. Why? Because he first loved us.